Welcome to What is Truth? The radio show devoted to asking the question, what is truth? Now your hosts, doctor and pastor of Grace and Truth Church in Amherst, Michael Caesar and co-host Johnny D. Want answers? I think I'm entitled. You want answers. I want the truth. You can't handle the truth. Do like Jesus said, search the scriptures and you'll know what is truth. Amen. Welcome to another edition of the What is Truth radio show. Uh, we took a, a week last week and had a special guest on and talked about a, a wonderful book, a Help Through the Storms of Life. It was Pastor Ed Luongo. Again, you can always contact us here if you have an interest in, in getting uh, that book. And today we're back to our regular panel. I got Brother Mark, morning. Brother John with me. Good morning. And uh, we're going to continue our study in the Acts of the Apostles. And we come to a very interesting chapter today, Acts chapter 16. And we're going to see Luke is going to join up here with Paul. Yeah. And so it's a, it's a great chapter and there's a great call that's given to Paul. And I think that call still goes out today. The Macedonian call. Yeah. 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 And so welcome to the What is Truth program. And we're here with you every Sunday morning at 7 a.m. till 8 a.m. We thank you for joining with us. If uh, you're home, grab your Bible, open to the book of the Acts of the Apostles, open to chapter 16. If you want to catch up on the old teachings, go to the website of the church that sponsors us. It is Grace and Truth Church. They're up in New York, graceandtruthchurch.org. Got to spell the whole thing out and put the word church on there. If you just put grace and truth, a lot of other websites, graceandtruthchurch.org. Click the sermons tab, click YouTube, and you can catch the old programs. And we're getting into a new one right now. Brother Mark, take us away in the 16th chapter. Well, the 16th chapter of Acts, it's a lot of stuff in here. There's actually 40 verses in the chapter, but yes. sometimes people look at a chapter and think, wow, that's a lot of stuff, but <laughs> you can break it down into the paragraphs. Okay. Right. And then, you know, God God lays it out in an order. He does things orderly. And in here, in Acts 16, the first 13 verses is the first paragraph. Okay. And we see a young man named Timotheus. And we're going to see a lot more of him later. Yes. He, there's two books in the Bible, First and Second Written Timothy. to him, yeah. Yep. And then uh, also we see that uh, in verse 4 that they delivered the decrees for to keep to the, to the church. And that's talking about what happened in the last in chapter. In the 15th chapter. In the 15th chapter yeah. of Acts where they were asking a question. Verse 2, there was this question about uh, something came up in verse 1 and verse 5. They... they Certain people came and said, well, it's needful to circumcise and command them to keep the law of Moses. So it's nice to believe on the Lord Jesus Christ, but also add one more thing, just one important, crucial thing. That's right. In, in, in this case, it was two things. It was <laughs> okay. like, you got you to circumcise and, you know, it's like a roadblock standing in the way of establishing them in their faith. Yes. And you don't want a roadblock like that, whether it was 2,000 years ago with circumcision or today with baptism, water baptism. Let me back off. So you're right. It was two things they were trying to add to the work of Jesus Christ. What if they added one? Would that be acceptable? No, you can't oh, add anything go. to the I gospel. Like nothing. Okay, nothing. good. Yeah. <laughs> and you have religions, religions today, they've added a dozen things. Right. I mean, it's, it's wrong. It's well, just, there's, there's an, it's bad doctrine. Okay. Amen. Yeah. There's an easy way to consider it. And I heard this, it was a, some local, it was a few days ago. There was some local church from downtown inner city, Buffalo, and they were singing a song. I have no idea who wrote it or whatever, but the song was called, there's only one true gospel. 
It was a great song. Amen. That's it was good. a really good song. And it, it, it kind of drilled home the fact that there is only one true gospel. And the gospel message is Christ died for our sins. Anything more than that is more than the gospel. Good. And they, they made it clear in Acts 15 in the last chapter that they're not going to add anything to the gospel. Yeah. yeah. Well, well, uh, we use you witness to people, uh, both of you, and, mm-hmm. and I do too. And one of the things I try and tell them is there is only one true God. Yes. Right. right. And there's only one true begotten son of God, Jesus. Mm-hmm. And the one true gospel is the good news about that one. And begotten there's one son. word of God. Yeah. And yeah. there's one. Word. So, so God likes to make things simple. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And it's just like man to make everything com- confusion. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Confusion. They always got to put their fingers on stuff. And the guy would, you know, it's, it's just, my brother-in-law would say when he worked on equipment and he'd say, wow, this is a fine piece of machinery. And, and, and years would go by and, It'd wear out and you have to get the same thing. He said, and the same piece of machinery, now it's got all different, all different changes. He he says they engineered, like they feel like they have to do something to make their job, uh, you know, work. You know, why would you need that? Justify their position. Why in the world didn't they just make it the way they always made it always work? It's worked fine. They change the floats, they change this, they change that. He said, and it's over. He says, we're meddling, meddlesome. Well, you know, you have to, you have to justify (laughs) your position. Think about that. If you, if you are, if you're a building, um, superintendent of, of, a, of, a, of a county and you go out there and stuff. And then all these codes that we hate, yeah. right? Yeah. But, uh, you, one retires, another, another one comes in. How'd it go to, how'd it go this week, Mark? How'd it do, do this year, uh, Mark? And they say, nothing. I didn't change anything. Everything's great. Yeah, then we then don't they're need not you. needed. <laughs> yeah. So they have to make their changes. And it's the same thing man does with the Bible. Yeah. 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 And, and you said justify. And the, the truth is, only God can justify a soul. Yes. And and he did it by the work of his son on the cross. And so right. that's what, it's just the one way. And here in the 16th chapter, as they were going around in verse four, they were delivering the decree that was ordained of the apostles at Jerusalem that, how did Peter put it in the last chapter? We believe that through the grace of the Lord Jesus Christ, we shall be saved, even as they, whether a Jew or Gentile, it's through faith. Amen. Mm-hmm. And, and, and later in that 15th chapter, James, he said in verse 19, wherefore my sentence is that we troubled not them, yes. which from among the Gentiles are turned to God. We're not going to trouble them with extra things. Right. It's just the gospel. Faith. God's son died for our sins. Amen. Faith. Amen. Jesus. Come by faith. So here we are in Acts 16. The Bible says, verse 1, it says, then came he, that would be Paul. Yep. Okay. Then came he to Derby and Lystria. Now, those two cities are kind of northwest of Israel, just not too yes, far away. Yes, yes. They're still in Asia, though, right? Yes, yes. Okay. And behold, a Today certain... Today will be modern Turkey, in that region of Turkey. Yeah, okay. they were yeah. basically in Turkey. And behold, a certain disciple was there named Timotheus, the son of a certain woman, which was a Jewess, and believed, but his father was a Greek. Mm-hmm. So that's kind of interesting. So this young man Mixed has a Jewish marriage. mother, a yeah. believing, yeah. she believed the gospel mm-hmm. of Christ, and then his father was a Greek. So, which was well reported of by the brethren, which were at Lystra and Iconium. Okay. So him would Paul have to go forth with him and took and circumcised him because of the Jews, which were in those quarters, for they knew all that his father was a Greek. Uh-huh. Let's, let's pause there for a second. A, this is some interesting stuff. Well, he, he, Paul had him go to get circumcised. Why? It tells you why. Because of the Jews. Yeah. That's the only reason. It had nothing to do with his faith. It had nothing to do with him becoming a Christian. It was just for because of the Jews, which were in those quarters, 
they all knew that his father was a Greek and they would have either thrown a fit or caused trouble or whatever. And Paul wanted to avoid all that. Yes. And, and later on, he wrote to the Corinthians, remember, in 1 Corinthians 9 about this incident. Okay. Kind of. In the fact that what Paul is saying, someone would say, why, why are you doing this? And he's saying, well, uh, uh, verse 19, though I be free, this is 1 Corinthians 9, 19, mm-hmm. from all men. I mean, I've been set free by Jesus Christ. And boy, once you get saved, you're set free from all the bondage and the baggage you had in the past. Amen. And some of the bondage and baggage we all had in the past was religion. So here's the truth. I'm going to bring this up to me. I'll look at Paul, then I'm going to look at me. I was set free from Roman Catholicism. I'll give you an idea. Holy days of obligation. When I was a Roman Catholic, I was expected to keep the holy days of obligation. Or I wasn't in right standing with the church. And in my naive state, the church was my ticket to heaven. You get to God through Mother Church. Now I'm free from all that. Amen. No, and verse 19, and but though I be free, yet I make myself a servant to all that I might gain the more. Now, Paul had been uh, a Jew his whole life, and the Jews have their own holy days of obligation, Leviticus 23. Yes. But that's Old Testament. Mm-hmm. The New Testament sets them free from all of that. Uh, they no longer have to go to the temple. They no longer have to bring the sacrifices. Jesus made the perfect sacrifice. Jesus now turns your body into the temple of the Holy Ghost. You don't have to go to an old building. So Paul is like, I'm free. But 20, under the Jews, I became as similitude, like I'm a Jew, Yes, that I might gain the Jews. So with this young boy, I got a bunch of Jews. The Jews are saying about this young boy, Timothy, well, I know his mother, by the way, we probably need to go to Timothy to follow up on this because okay. Paul discusses this with Timothy himself. Go to 2 Timothy chapter 3. I noticed one other thing in 1 Corinthians 9 when you were there, verse 22. He says, I am made all things to all men that I might by all means save some. That's right. That's right. So he's doing it for the means that he doesn't want to obstruct the gospel message. Oh, oh well, I'll, I'll give you like with me with a, uh, as a, a former Roman Catholic. Okay. So as a former Roman Catholic, I'm free from all that stuff they do. But let's say my grandma is still a Roman Catholic and I want to win her. And so is grandpa. And so are some of the other members of the family. And they have made it their tradition that on Good Friday, they get together. That's like a holy day of obligation for them. Yeah. I might show up on the Good Friday and eat whatever they're eating, and it looks like I'm one of them, but the purpose is I'm trying to get the gospel to them. Right. Instead of avoiding them altogether, I'm becoming a servant, I'm serving, I'm working with them, but I'm trying to get the well, gospel. Paul, what, is, what, what, what book is it, Mike, where Paul says, don't offend them? If, they're gonna, if your brother eat, don't offend your brother. If he eats meat, eat Romans meat. If, he doesn't, if yeah. he doesn't want to eat, don't eat meat. Don't don't get tied up in the minutia crap right. that's going to block them from getting the gospel of Jesus Christ. And so this is yeah. what he did with Timothy. Now, going back to Timothy, in the, the second epistle of Timothy, let me see, where is it where he mentions his mother and his grandmother's name? Ah, in the first chapter, uh, he writes to Timothy, uh, and he says, chapter 1, 2 Timothy chapter 1, Uh, Verse five, when I call to remembrance the unfeigned faith that is in thee, Timothy, which dwelt first in thy grandmother Lois and thy mother Eunice. 
So what he's saying is, when I came to Lystra or Derby and I met you, I met your grandma and your mom. Right. And they were believers. Yeah, they had faith. And it shows that the faith has been running in the family from the grandmother to the mother to now Timothy. But not the father. Not the father. He's an unbeliever. Go to the third chapter. Got something in my throat. Forgive me. He tells him in verse 14. Mark, why don't you read 14 and 15 So for this me. is uh, 2 Timothy 3, 14 and 15. <clears throat> talking to Timothy. It says, uh, but evil men... No, no, 14, 14. 14. But continue thou in the things which thou hast learned and hast been assured of, knowing of whom thou hast learned them. He learned them from his grandmother and his mother. Yeah. And that from a child thou hast known the holy scriptures, which are able to make thee wise unto salvation through faith, which is in Christ Jesus. <clears throat> so here's, here's what happens. So he comes to this region, obviously... You got a, a Jewish mom, a Jewish grandma. Uh, she married a Greek man, the, the, the mom did. But she comes from a tradition of Jewish people that have read the Holy Scriptures. Yeah. Young Timothy growing up as a little boy is hearing the stories of the Holy Scriptures like we did. Mm-hmm. He's hearing the story of Noah, hearing the story of Samson, hearing the story of David and Goliath. Yeah. And he's going, wow, this is great. This is great. The other men in the synagogue are looking and going, oh, that woman, she married a Greek. That boy doesn't believe. He, he's not into it. Now, when it was time for him to be circumcised, the father said, we don't circumcise. We're Greek. That's a Jewish thing. We don't do that. Yeah. And I'm the head of the household. And so what the men in the synagogue were saying, we don't believe this kid really has the faith. And Paul says, I'm going to take you, verse 3, back in Acts, and I'm going to have you circumcised because of these men and those quarters. Why? Because now all of a sudden the Jewish men are going to say, Timothy, what a wonderful kid you are. We we weren't sure about you, but now we know that you're one of us. And now Timothy's, they can trust him. And now Timothy can come in and yeah. get the gospel to them. Amen. That's what yeah. he's doing, yeah. Otherwise, how would he gain their trust? He, amen. Yeah. And so, uh, let me see, I think we finished off... Uh, verse 3, and here we are, Acts 16, verse 4. And as they, this is uh, Paul, Paul and, Timothy and Silas and, and Timothy. Yeah. Yeah. And, and I say Silas because in the previous chapter, yeah. verse 40, it's that would be the Paul one. You're right. And as they went through the cities, they delivered them the decrees for to keep. Now, that was the stuff from the previous chapter, yeah. not to add to the gospel. So they were spreading that message. They're spreading the good news because they're worried if some of those other people that showed up in the 15th chapter showed up in the other cities, they'd try the same thing. Oh, yeah. you got mm-hmm. to be circumcised. You got to this, you got to that. And right. they're saying, no, no, all you got to do is believe on Jesus Amen. Christ. Yep. Amen. And so uh, that were ordained of the apostles and elders, which were at Jerusalem. And so were the churches established in the faith. In the faith they in were the established, faith. not in the works, in exactly. the faith. Amen. And increased in number daily. Amen. And really, like I said earlier, you don't want a roadblock to the gospel. You don't want to nope. try to say, oh, you got to keep the law of Moses. Well, the law of Moses is that's, unkeepable. That's right. a burden. <laughs> yeah. You, right. you, nobody's perfect. No, thanks. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not interested. We're, we're all sinners and we all make mistakes and yeah. we all screw up and, and we're bent that way by nature. Yeah. That's the flesh. That's the mm-hmm. old man. So anyways, verse six, it says, now when they had gone throughout Pergia and the region of Galatia, and were forbidden of the Holy Ghost to preach the word in Asia. Interesting. Yeah. So they've been on this missions trip, and their desire now is to go further up into Asia, and the Holy Ghost is saying no. He's got Uh, other plans. Okay. 
And the other plans are going to show up in just a couple of verses. Yeah. So I guess uh, if, you know, if you're reading your Bible and you're thinking that you want to go in one direction with something and the Lord is not opening up an opportunity for that, then wait on the Lord. Yeah. And this is, you know? this is why is there so many, the writing style of this book is, this is to me what makes it so true. I mean, if it was a novel, if it was written with the intent to entertain or to even deceive, they would tell you why. They would say, it's just, the, but the spirit suffered them not to go. That's it. Right. Yeah. That's At it. least here. That's it. Nothing that, you know, normally, again, if a man was writing this book, then there would be, Explanation. the first thing I want to know yeah. is, is um, well, why, Lord? And he says, not for you to know. Well, with the Lord, want to go somewhere else. sometimes you have to wait and, and then he'll amen. reveal it later. Amen. And the but, answers yeah. are given amen. in two books but, later on. One is Galatians and the other is uh, uh, First but, Peter. And then watch what happens. Okay, we'll go to Galatians. I mean, yes, right now you don't know, but I'm going to give you the answer later on. Galatians, it'd be chapter 2. And uh, Paul noticed in verse uh, 7, the gospel of the uncircumcision was committed unto me. Galatians 2, 7. Amen. But but the, the gospel of the circumcision was committed unto Peter. So the gospel so to the Jews. To then Peter. watch 1 Peter. Verse 1, and in First Peter mm-hmm. chapter 1, Peter, an apostle of Jesus Christ, to the strangers, that's the Jews, scattered throughout Pontus, Galatia, Cappadocia, Asia, and Bithynia. The very places where Paul was being forbidden to go, God sent Peter. Because there's more Jews up there, Paul. I know you want to go where the Jews are. Yeah, but right. I'm going to take you in a different direction where there's more Gentiles. You can't go there. But I'm going to send Peter up there. But yeah. if, you were writing, if you were writing this book, yeah, in a in a in a, a college literature class. Yeah, and you wrote that the teacher would call you out on this. You're not explaining why. Oh, you're not okay. explaining why. Yeah. Well, you know, way back in the other book, they won't go for it. Yeah, they, that's how you know that this book is not written by man, because yes. again, the teacher will call you out on this. So you just can't leave it hanging like that. Well. well Thirty more pages into it, you'll find out. No, 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 no. You got to give them a hint. Well, that's the way the Lord works. He exactly. reveals things in His time. I, 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 exactly. Isaiah chapter twenty-eight. Whom shall God teach knowledge? Whom shall He make to understand doctrine? Precept must be upon precept, precept upon precept, line upon line, line upon line. Here a little, and there a little. Isaiah twenty-eight thirteen. The word of the Lord is precept upon precept, precept upon precept, line upon line, line upon line. Here a little, and there a little. He wants you to study to show yourself approved and put it together. And it's the whole Amen. book. Yeah. It's the whole book. You know, yes. I, I know some Christians that you know, they say, well, you know, I struggle with it, but I do have some of the favorite books that I read all the time. Okay. And it's fine. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you're saved and you're fine. But, you know, this, this you must have some questions, If even in the book of John, that oh, will be sure. answered later, later on. on or maybe places. even, maybe if you're in Matthew, that's that's answered in the Old Testament. Right, absolutely. And if you don't go there, you're missing out on so much. Yes. Well, a perfect example of this is just a few days ago, I got a text message from a friend, a Christian friend. And she was like, I, I seem to see a, a, a disparaging difference between one book and the other book. It's like it doesn't add up. And I said, well, the answer is right here in Leviticus. Okay. And I just took a picture of my Bible and said, Look, read this one verse in Leviticus yes. and see if this doesn't answer the question Ex- directly for exactly. you. Right? Right? Amen, amen. And so sometimes you can wait on the Lord and get your own answer directly from him. And mm-hmm. sometimes you can... Reach out to a brother or sister in That's Christ right. and, and get the answer that way. But so, has she or ever, a pastor. Has she ever been in Leviticus? Uh, I, 
She, she said not. that this thing in Leviticus didn't agree with something in Mark's gospel. And okay. I said, yeah, actually, it does agree. Okay. You just got to read All that right. one verse, and you'll see the answer is right there in that verse. Amen. Yeah, it's, it's God described it in to Solomon, who wrote it in Proverbs, that kind of like the Bible is sort of like a jigsaw puzzle. And you got to get the piece here, and then the piece there, and a the piece there, and then the picture becomes clear. Amen. Pieces of knowledge. There you go. Yeah. yeah. Amen. Amen. So we were at the end of 6. Yep. So Acts 16, verse 7. Now, if I'm reading this right, it says, after they were come to Messiah. Yep. Is it's almost like Messiah. Yeah. <laughs> interesting. Yeah. yeah. They, they call it Mycia, but Mycia, whatever. Mycia, thank but you. Almost like Messiah. Okay. Yeah. They essayed to go into Bithynia, but, but the Spirit suffered them not. No, Again. you're not going that yeah. way. Again. And they, passing by Messiah, came down to Troas. Yes. And a vision appeared to Paul in the night. There stood a man of Macedonia and prayed him, saying, come over into Macedonia and help us. So this is called like the, the Macedonian call, yeah, right? Amen. And after he had seen the vision, immediately we endeavored to go into Macedonia, assuredly gathering that the Lord had called us for to preach the gospel unto them. Now, on a map, that's a long ways. That's a long stretch from where they are to go to Macedonia. They're heading to Philippi. Sure. They're, they're going to go a long ways to the west. Yeah. Are they going to take a boat? Because yep. I'm thinking, because Troas is a coastal city, it's on the westernmost part of Turkey, what they called Asia Minor back then. They called it Asia, and it's a coastal city. And the Aegean Sea is there, and you got to cross the Aegean Sea. And w and when you get on the other side, there's Greece. There's Greece, exactly. Yeah. So yeah. that's where they're heading. And we see that. Uh, so here's a vision that he gets, and the apostles did get visions. And notice, we'll notice. Just curious, if you're a careful reader, um, go back to verse seven. And now the writer of this book is, who's writing Acts? Luke. 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 Yeah. So here he is, verse 8, and they, passing by Messiah, came to Troas. Uh, verse um, 10, and after he, Paul, had seen the vision, immediately we yes. endeavored to go. Here's where Luke joins them. At this point here, somehow, Luke met them right there and joined up with them. I said, well, how does he know what went on before? Paul gave it to him by history. Luke was a careful historian writing right. the first 15, 16 chapters. Now he's a partaker of everything going on here forward. Amen. Mm -hmm. And if yeah. you look at the gospel of Luke, he's a very careful historian. Oh, he's historian. a great historian. Yeah. 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 So they're heading towards Macedonia. And then verse 11, it says, Therefore, loosing from Troas, we came with a straight course to Samothria, Okay. And the next day to Neapolis. Yep. And I got to stop there for a second. There's a young man who I know you, you bought his book and he's got a YouTube channel called Truth in Christ. Right, right. And he was saying that if uh, there's, you know, with the King James Bible, it came out in 1611. That's correct. And he looked at Acts chapter 16, verse 11, which I just read. Yes. And he thought that there would be something really special in that verse. And when he looked at it, he thought, well, I don't really see anything. Uh, I'll read it one more time. Verse 11. Therefore, loosing from Troas... We came with a straight course to Samothracea and the next day to Neapolis. And this young man, he thought, what's so special about that verse? I mean, it's a 1611 verse, but I don't, I don't see anything on the surface. So he dug a little more. He, he pulled out a map and he put those three points on the map, those three cities that are mentioned. And then he drew a straight line from them and it went exactly to London, England with a ruler. Now, London, England is where the... The King James Bible that's came from, right? Mm -hmm. right? That's where it was written. So, so that's the first 
interesting thing that he found in the verse. The next interesting thing he found was that when they traveled to Neapolis, mm-hmm. that's the first time the gospel enters to Europe. Yes. Now, we're European yes. offspring, right? right? Thank God the gospel came to Europe and, and reached yes. us. And yes. so that's a special thing about that verse. And the gospel, the 1611, came through European men. Yes. It was men in Europe that did it. And the other thing I noticed about it is you notice the paragraph marking begins in 9, and it goes to uh, 13, and 11 is the middle verse of that paragraph, and that's the paragraph where Luke joined up. And a lot of people think of Luke as a, as a Greek and a Gentile, he might have been probably had Jewish blood, and he mm-hmm. probably was Jewish, but we think of him as as that. And again, this is how through the Europeans, through the Greeks, this is the 1611 all came through Europe. So Amen. it's interesting, yeah. And then the other thing that he noticed, I'm not sure how he maybe the Lord just gave him to this yeah. to him. I don't know, but this uh, there's three places mentioned in this verse, and the middle one, Samothracia, Sam- Samothracia, Samothracia. Thank yeah. you. Now, Samothracia is a volcanic island uh, that yes. a lot of the seafarers use as a, a guide when they're going through the Mediterranean Sea. Okay. Now, it's a it's a high peak, and they can see it from a long distance. So it's like a natural lighthouse that they can see. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. And so he looked up on Google, and he said, wow, it pops right up as soon as you Google it. And anybody can Google that that name, that place, that island, and it's... Just happens to be 16 and 100, 1611 meters above sea level. Wow. Now, if you, if you 16, digest 11, that, yeah. yeah, if you digest that for a second, that island was formed before this, this Book was 1611 Bible yep. was written. Uh-huh. Yeah. Yeah. Uh-huh. Just a quinky dink. So the Lord yeah, right? just yeah. letting yeah. you know this is <laughs> his book, the 1611. Exactly. Amen. Yeah. And, and just one more thing for those listening. God does use math in the Bible. Absolutely. And 16 is the number of love, John 3, mm-hmm. 16. And 11 is the number of judgment for when one crosses over the Ten Commandments that come into judgment. And what God's saying is, I'd rather give you my love than my judgment, but my book has both in it. Balanced. Yeah, it's Amen. perfectly Amen. balanced. Yeah. Amen. Amen. So verse 12, and from thence to Philippi. So now they've reached all the way to Philippi. The chief city. The chief city, uh, which is the chief city of that part of Macedonia. So now they are in Greece, basically, and a colony. And we were in that city abiding certain days. And when they say a colony, they mean uh, an official Roman colony. Okay. Where they probably have a centurion there and they have some Roman consulates there to make it part of the colony. Not every... Not every city was part of a Roman co- or a Roman colony. They wanted to be. Uh, it was a good thing to be part of the Roman. If you were a Roman colony, you had protection now. One of the problems that went on back then in the old days is the small towns had to worry about bigger forces coming in and taking over. Now, if you're a Roman colony, you have the protection of the Roman army and the Roman empire behind you. And they so made- this they may have even built the roads yes, and yeah, protected right. you from yeah, robbers yeah, yeah. and things like that. Yeah. And uh, verse 13, and on the Sabbath, we went out of the city by a riverside where prayer was wont to be made. And we sat down and we spake unto the women which resorted thither. Now, this is something I had to read Jewish history to find out about. It turns out that uh, the Jews, and you read in the Old Testament about something called synagogues. Yeah. Of course, there was the temple in Jerusalem. But if you didn't live in Jerusalem, God permitted a synagogue, like a, a mini temple to be built in your city where people could come to pray and hear the word of God. 
but God required 10 families headed by men before you could build a synagogue. Mm. If there weren't 10 Jewish families headed by 10 Jewish men, it was their custom to go to the river and pray because in the old country in uh, Israel, they would often go before the temple was built. They'd often pray at the Jordan River. The Jordan River was the place that they had crossed over to come into the promised land. So they would find a river. So there might have been maybe seven families there. There were 10 Jewish families. Another thing God's showing us is this is a big move in this chapter. We're moving now to the Gentiles. We're moving to the Greeks. Back before in Asia, a lot of Jews that had left uh, Jerusalem, they had settled around an area of Asia, but they hadn't quite moved so far where this is a Roman place. You're not going to find synagogues. Paul used to like to go to synagogue. Where can I go find some Jews? There's some Jewish people praying by the river there. Okay, then that's where I'm going to go. Yeah. Amen. Amen. And what did they find there? Verse 14 says, uh, And a certain woman named Lydia, a seller of purple of the city of Thyatira, which worshiped God, heard us. Now that's back in Asia. Yes. And that was a city that had a, a synagogue. So she's probably a woman who's heard some of the Old Testament truth. Right. And so she's listening. Yep. And it says, Whose heart the Lord opened that she attended unto the things which were spoken of Paul. So so look at that verse again. She came from Thyatira, a place where there were synagogues. She was a woman who had heard Old Testament teaching. It said she worshiped God. Amen. Because that's what the Bible teaches us to do is how to worship God. Interesting that there's only women there. Yeah. You know, because again, just like just like Timothy's parents. Oh, look at that. His mother, his mother was a believer and his father, a Greek, was not. That's a good, let's yeah. kick that yeah. around for a little so. bit. Oh my gosh, we've we got to take a break. <laughs> okay, <laughs> we're going to take a station break and we'll be back. We're going to talk about the fact that there's more women in church than men. Stick around. <laughs> what is truth? What is truth? Want answers? I think I'm entitled. You want answers? I want the truth! You can't handle the truth! Do like Jesus said, search the scriptures and you'll know what is truth. Amen. Welcome back. We went a little over there, but it was interesting that you were noticing that in Acts chapter 16, verse 14 and 13, there were women that tend to go to pray. You know, and, and there's more women in churches than there are men. There are. Yes. Women are. seem to be more spiritual than men. Maybe a little softer heart yeah. than men. Yeah. Well, and was I mean, it- I mean, uh, John, in your life, you kind of gave up on church there for a while. Right. I gave up on church for a while. But my wife used to occasionally go back to the church, uh, maybe take the kids once in a while. Right. You know, while right. we're playing golf or we're at a game or something right. else, you know. Yeah. And my mom did. And, um, but I find it interesting. Was it you last week? There was a, a, a Barna study that, that. Young, oh, that was young, a very interesting study. Yeah. Very interesting study where you said that young, young children are born in a Christian home uh, with a mom. Sometimes when they get out into the world, they could get off track. But when you have a strong Bible believing father, father. Yeah. They, th- those children tend to stay. The numbers saved. were stunning. Well, they are always saved, once saved, always saved, but they stay walking with the Lord. Yeah. And, interesting. Um, yeah, it, it is interesting. So, you know, mom has that soft heart and all, and she can, but, but you know, when, when you have a man and God is a man, yes, 
And right? Jesus and, is a man. And Jesus is and a man. And the apostles were men. And, you know, and, and, and the we, patriarchs were men. And, and yeah. we're supposed to, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm sorry, ladies. I mean, it's just a fact that there is, a, you know, you have your roles. And sure. the man's role is to, to be the priest of the family. Exactly. Yeah. Well, right. he said the man's the head of the head of the man is, is Jesus. Yes. The head of the woman is, is, is the man the head of the man is Jesus. Christ. And the head of Jesus is right. God. And people, so we're following know, in line. A lot of today's yeah. ladies, you know, hate that. But if you read the whole chapter of, of what we're talking about and you're supposed yeah. to, you're supposed to treat your woman you know, you, if husbands you, uh, love your wives, wives like as Christ loved, loved the church. church. Right. Yeah. And, uh, that's a, that's, that's very, they don't yeah. read that part. Yeah. But that's, you know, that's, that's what gets all, all the ladies uh, a little twisted on those things. But no, we are to be that to our wives, that to our children. Well, you were just saying the head of the man is Christ. Amen. Okay. So in other words, a man is looking up to Christ for leadership. Well, Christ was a servant leader. He mm. served. And so a man that, um, you know, looks to Christ, learns not to be served by the family, but to serve his family, That's yes. right. to provide for his family, Amen. to care for his family. Christ prayed for his disciples. A man like that prays for his children. I mean, and, uh, and reads the Bible. Yes. All and those, knows God's ways okay. on doing things. And I mean, a, what, a fear. What, uh, how could a woman not prefer a man like that to, to a guy who is a, I, a drunk or a carouser I, or a playboy or, or I a think selfish they would. guy? I, I think they would. I just think that, you know, um, you know, the state of, well, even, even then men, you know, I think, you know, what a problem. What a problem. When I used to do a little comedy, you say like this, you know, you used to get a little chauvinistic and say, you know what? It's, it's a man's world. Where the reason the world is the way it is. Okay. Ladies, you know, <laughs> you know, making a joke sure. because the world isn't so, so upside down. Yeah. All right. But, but again, it's just that, um, it's, it's a sad state of, of man. Yeah. Um, and, and even raising, even a secular man that doesn't, that doesn't, what was, what was it in, in The Godfather? You and I always laugh where he says, he said, are you spending time with your family? Yeah. Yes, because a man that doesn't spend time with his family isn't a man at all. Right. Right. So he learned so, something good from, yeah, from well, the I, New I, Testament. I, I always yeah. change that in my family. I says, are you spending any time with the Lord? Because a man that doesn't spend any time with the Lord is That's not a man right. at all. That's there right. Well, in our generation, socialism has tried to crush and put down the family right. and tried to make the husband and father look like a dope or an right. idiot like Homer Simpson or something right. like sure. that, right? Sure. And no. so that's been going on in all kinds of movies and media sure. and whatever for a long time. But God's way of having a family is really a blessing. It's yes. really the right yeah. way. Amen. Yeah. But here we see that women are—they have a softer heart. They, yes. they listen up to the word of God. And so they she worships God. It says in verse fourteen, mm -hmm. right? Yes. And 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 when she began to hear the things that Paul were speaking, now Paul's speaking New Testament. Her heart was tender to it. You know, it's my belief that um, if you begin reading uh, the Bible, any portion of the Bible, and you find yourself as you're reading it going, "Wow, this is from God. I believe it." Then when God gives you another portion, you're going to believe that too. Why would you distrust the right. same God? Right, right. You're going to trust him everywhere. Yeah, yeah. right. I, I know from my own uh, experience, my own testimony that my wife, Cheryl, you know, we grew up Catholic and Lutheran and somewhere around 1999, she really started listening and watching gospel programs Good. and listening to Haven of Rest Good. ministry songs a lot. And I just kind of ignored it and brushed it off, brushed yeah, it off. Yeah. And she's like, oh, you need to listen to this. I'm like, yeah, I don't have time right now. You yeah, know? Busy, you're busy, yeah. busy, busy. Exactly. But she's yeah. got that tender heart. Yeah. She's like Lydia. That's, okay. That's, how, that's how it happened. Amen. Amen. <laughs> you know, I, I notice is that, you know, we, we encounter so many types of individuals when we give them the gospel. And there's some that don't care. They don't. And there's some that 
dabble in this. Okay. Right? And those are the ones that Mike, that you always say, they worship the God of their own mind. They make their own God. They pick out of the Bible what what the what verses they, feel, they like, the like verses a smorgasbord, they like, yeah. And they don't and, and they go they, they don't like that. They don't see it or they have a problem with it or whatnot. Yeah. It's all or nothing. This is God we're talking about. Yeah. It's all or nothing. There's gonna be some things in here that's gonna rub you the wrong way. That's called conviction. Yeah. That's why you look in the mirror and you say, and you get over it and you say, yeah, I'm really that person. And I was plain to see God doesn't want that kind of person. I'm a sinner and I need to repent. Sure. Yeah. Amen. And, and people believe things that are not in the book and, oh they, and they yeah. just say, well, that's what I believe. And I say, well, you do you have a chapter and a verse? If you believe that particular thing, <laughs> it ought to say it somewhere in the Bible. Maybe you can show it. So anyways. So we were verse uh, fourteen. So fourteen. Lydia was a seller of purple. She worshipped God, right? And then verse fifteen. And uh, I, I guess I should redo fourteen. Yeah, read it. And yeah. a certain woman named Lydia, seller of purple of the city of Thyatira, which worshipped God, heard us, whose heart the Lord opened, that she attended unto the things which were spoken of Paul. And when she was baptized, and her household, she besought us, saying, If ye have judged me to be faithful to the Lord. Come into my house and abide there. And she constrained us. Yeah, I mean, you so. got some missionaries. They need a place to stay. Yeah. This is something that was done back in the Old Testament. The great woman of Shunem, she was called. Elisha. And the prophet Elisha was coming by. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And uh, she said to her husband, you know, he needs a place to stay. And so why don't we build a little room on the side of our house? We'll call it a prophet's chamber. And when he comes and his servant Gehazi, they can stay here and they can stay for free because they're serving God. We want to serve them. So she's got that same. She probably read that chapter. She worshiped God. She probably heard of that chapter and said, I want to do exactly what this woman did in the Old Testament. Good for her. Amen. In verse 16, and it came to pass as we went to prayer a certain damsel possessed with a spirit of divination met us, which uh-huh. brought her masters much gain by soothsaying. So that's not, that's an evil spirit there. Mm-hmm. The same followed Paul and us and cried, saying, These men are the servants of the Most High God, which show unto us the way of salvation. It's interesting that an evil spirit spits out that. Okay. Because they know that's the, they, it's like they, they're almost compelled to tell the truth there. And uh, verse 18, and this did she many days. But Paul being grieved, he turned and said to the spirit, which is an evil spirit, I command thee in the name of Jesus Christ to come out of her. And he came out the same hour. Notice it says he. Yes. And, and, And what's interesting, Mark, first time I read this first time, I was like, well, what was wrong with her? I mean, she was praising God. So again, that's why you have to get a depth of, of reading this book and whatnot. Because again, as you read this book, you know, you know, the devils know all this. Yeah. You know, they just, they, they, they but they don't believe it. Well, but they know it. And it, 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 she was almost mocking. But I remember when I first read this and, and what do you mean he came out of her? What was in her? Because again, you're going down the line. She follows, she was, suits, she was a soothsayer, but did she repent? And I'm, I'm talking about as a very yeah. young yeah. Christian. So you're learning discernment, L- learning, right? right. And, and the Lord, as you're, as you're reading through this section, the Lord is kind of testing you and seeing where's your heart going with this. Right. Are you thinking, you know, it, it, the spirit of divination 
you could look back into Deuteronomy and see in uh, chapter 18 of Deuteronomy that that's not a good thing. No, it's not. And so if you had read through that book and remembered some of that, you'd say, oh, there's something wrong here. You know, it would it would put up alarm bells. And then when you, the word soothsaying, soothsayers are not good in the Old Testament. So that that's a good reason why why you ought to be some reading through the Old Testament so you have understanding in the yeah, New Testament. Yeah, but do you notice that she said she followed Paul and us and cried saying, these men. Yes. Are the servants of the most high. She didn't say Jesus Christ. They won't say, they won't say Jesus Christ. No, they said the most right? high God. The yeah. most high God, yeah. which show us onto the way of salvation, which is, you know, and again, Paul is always the first one. Peter's first one to tell you, it's not us. It's Christ. Yeah. You know, and she just, she just, I, 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 I see her following them and just making a mockery where Paul's just like, really? What? Yeah. Now, now I, you, you know, we might read this and go, well, this has happened 2000 years ago. This doesn't go on today. Yeah. But the Bible is here to try and teach go, us go Lily, great yeah. truths. Yes. And truth doesn't change. And so although mankind, you know, we now have technology that they didn't have back in the time of Rome, they had chariots, we have automobiles, electric cars, all these things, but mankind hasn't changed. God hasn't changed. And an enemy, the devil and his fallen angels, the devils, haven't changed. And they're into the deception. And what they try and do is she had a spirit, where is it, of divination, verse 16. Mm -hmm. She had another spirit, a divining spirit. Now, God doesn't give a divining spirit. He gives the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. And the Holy Spirit guides you into truth, which is the Bible. Uh, the Bible doesn't soothsay, end of verse 16. Soothsaying is a way of saying things in a soothing manner to sinners like, you're okay. God God sees a lot of potential in you. Mm -hmm. You're going to do just fine. Everything's going to work out. Right. I'm going to give you, what, what, what I'm not going to tell you is the reality that right now, like God said, come let us reason together. Your soul is scarlet with sin and I can cleanse it if you repent. But in the condition you're in, like Jesus said, except you be born again, you can't enter heaven. But soothsaying is things are going to be fine. Today, they're like the psychics today. Uh, there are places, I don't know where they Lilydale. are. Lilydale. There's a place not far from here in Chautauqua, yeah, I think they Lilydale. do it. Is that where Lilydale, it is? Lilydale, yes. Okay, so, by the it. way, isn't that in Casadega? Like if me, Chautauqua, Casadega, Casadega, Lilydale. I have no idea. I've been there. So, no, I, I'm yeah. just saying that there's little hints there because Casa, like me, Casa is Casa, yeah. right? Casa uh -huh. okay. is house. Right. Dega. Dega, Dega is the dragon or yeah, the, the devil. devil. Yeah, house, house, of the that, devil. The house of the devil. That's a little hint to stay but, away. But here's, but here's the kind of things they'll do. Okay, it said they these she had masters that made much gain. They made money by it. All right. So so. I'll tell you what, uh, tomorrow we'll go and we'll open a place, uh, get a storefront place, mm -hmm. we'll rent, and we'll say spirit reading in here. We'll try for uh, one week, and what we'll do is we'll tell everyone that comes in, you're a sinner, okay? Uh, you've got sin on your soul. There's none righteous, no, not one. Not many people are going to come in and pay for that. No. <laughs> now, you come in and say, you know, you're really a good person. I've been looking at your fortune. Uh, here's what's going to happen in the future. To the girl, young girl, you're going to meet a very wealthy man. 
is going to take an interest. I'm going to soothe and tell her good things about her future. I'm going to give her hope, whether it's false hope or not. She don't care. She's going to be so excited. You know what they told me? They told me this is going to happen. And they pay for that kind of stuff. Mm -hmm, And this has gone on a long time. The first word out of the devil's mouth in the Bible wasn't no. It was Y-E-A, yes. Yes, I'm a positive thinker. I've got good things planned for you. God's got good things. That's what soothsaying does. That's another spirit. The Holy Spirit of God came, John, of chapter 16, to convict the world of sin because they believe not, not on, on me. The, 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 Amen. <laughs> Amen. So it's a different spirit at work. And why are you doing that, Lord? Because I see there's danger for you. If you die in your sin, there's no hope. Right. I want you to die without sin. I've got a remedy. That's an interesting way to explain soothsayers, like yes. the soothing, smooth Absol- oh, words. It pets the flesh. Yeah. And the Bible rubs against the flesh. Amen. It says in your flesh there dwells no good thing. You Amen. need a new birth. I, mm-hmm. I had mentioned earlier, just briefly, about Deuteronomy 18. If I read just go a ahead, couple of ahead, verses, good. our generation today should be aware of these verses in Deuteronomy 18, starting in verse 9. It's talking to Israel. God says, When thou art come into the land which the Lord thy God giveth thee, thou shalt not learn to do after the abominations of those nations, the evil nations around them, okay. which were into idolatry, and God hated that. So he goes on, he says, verse 10, Deuteronomy 18, 10, there shall, not, there shall not be found among you anyone that maketh his son or his daughter to pass through the fire or that uses divination or an observer of time. Astrology. Or, yep. What month were you born? Yep. Like uh, Nancy Reagan. Yep. She was into that. Or an enchanter or a witch or a charmer or a consulter with familiar spirits. Tarot cards. All or that. a wizard like... Harry Potter, or a, or a necromancer yep, that's yes, talking right. to the dead. For all that do these things are an abomination unto the Lord. And because of these abominations, the Lord thy God doth drive them out from before thee. And what the Bible is trying to show us here, Paul is going to a new region. He's got the Macedonian call. What You know what was in Macedonia? Gentiles. You know what they are by nature? Heathen. Yes. They don't know right. The word of God. You know what I was until I came to Bible study? Right. I was a heathen. I was a heathen Amen. American. Amen. I was into me. Right. What's best for me and my flesh? And yeah. how can I pamper myself? Now, these devils inside this girl back in Acts chapter 16, they followed Paul and they said, these men are the servants of the most high God. Well, when Jesus was here back in the eighth chapter of Matthew, uh, they the, the devils cried out, what have we to do with thee? You're the son of God. The devils know who God is. That's right. They were in heaven. They saw God the Father and God the Son sitting on the throne before Jesus ever took a body on him. They watched him come down to earth. They watched him when he was born. Well, maybe not that night, but eventually when he started walking around in Bethlehem and then Nazareth, they knew that's the Son of God. The devils can identify God but they don't put their faith in God right, and they right. don't believe what God has written. So just knowing there's a God and identifying God is not sufficient. You must believe according to the words of the scripture. Amen. So what happened when yeah, these- You know, to, to point out, Mike, if the listener out there, you really not to listen to the words of what Pastor Mike just said. Devils believe in God. And Trump- Devils Of course believe, they do. They believe in Jesus. Yes, they so do. So you say you believe in Jesus. You say you believe in God. You're not believing anything more than what the devil believes. Yes. But well, what the devil will not do yes. is bow his knee 
and take Jesus as his Lord and Savior. That's why the devils. But you, you just because and, you think you believe or you do believe, maybe you do believe and you believe in Jesus Christ, but you're not, you're not believing anything more than what the devils believe. And the other thing is when the devil first showed up on the scene in Genesis 3, the first thing he did was doubt the word of God. Amen. Yeah. So, so a devil knows this is God, but I don't want to hear his word. I don't want to believe his word. So if you are a good Presbyterian or Episcopalian or Mormon or Jehovah's Witness, not like me. I was a good old-fashioned agnostic atheist. I didn't even believe in God. But let's say you're one of those religious people who go, I believe in God. The question is, do you believe in what God wrote? Amen. Do right. you believe the words of God? Amen. Amen. Jesus said, these are the words of life. They're the words of spirit. Paul, they came preaching those words. Yeah. So like John, you were starting here by saying, what do you really believe? You can, you can have a sign on your kitchen wall that says, believe. Yeah, that's but, right. But what do you believe? And and I'm jumping to the very end of the book of Acts for a second. Go ahead. In chapter 28, near the end of the book of Acts, Paul had a, a, an opportunity to speak and preach the gospel. And it says in verse 23 that he was persuading them concerning Jesus, both out of the law of Moses and out of the prophets, from morning till evening. He Amen. was telling them about Jesus. And verse 24, and some believed the things which were spoken. And some believe not. Yes. So do you believe what is spoken, what was written in the word of God? Do you believe that Christ died for your sins because you're a sinner and well, that you need to be converted and have your sins blotted out like it says earlier in the book of Acts? It's so important. And going back to three, uh, for the listener, you know, when Eve... Um, Genesis 3. I'm sorry, Genesis 3. The serpent was more subtle than any beast of the field when the Lord God had made. And he said unto the woman, Yea, hath God said. In other words, doubt. Can you really believe that God Can you really that? believe that? Who really said that? And the woman said to the serpent, We may eat of the fruit of the trees of the garden, but the fruit of the tree, which is in the midst of the garden, God said, You shall not eat of it, neither shall you touch it, lest you die. And the serpent said unto the woman, Ye shall not surely die. Bingo. From doubt to denial. Bingo. Yeah. From doubt to Bingo. full denial. That's, that's what it is. Bingo. He God does not said believe that. God I deny what I God deny said. It. And right? he's going to try to have you deny it. Jesus says, you must be born again. Someone's whispering in your ear. You know what? That's, 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 that's fatal. That's crazy. What do you mean born again? But that's right? what God said. But that's what God, that's what Jesus, Jesus said. Jesus said, yep. Amen. Amen. So. We still got some time. Oh, so, sure. Uh, here we are in verse 19 and Acts 16, 19. And wait, when, wait, wait, wait. We didn't, wait, wait. Paul, we missed 18. Ah, you're right. <laughs> Sorry. Mm -hmm. And verse 18. And this did she many days. Followed Paul. But Paul, being grieved, yes. he turned and said to the spirit, I command thee in the name of Jesus Christ to come out of her. And he came out the same hour. I said yeah, earlier, yeah. it's a he. It mentions like that spirit that came out of her was a, a he, male a male spirit. Devil. devil. The devils are males. The yeah. angels are males. Every time in the Bible an angel shows up with Jesus, it's always a male. Uh, again, and God is trying to establish spiritual truth with a headship that is male. Men need to be the priests in the family. Amen. Men need to come to the writings of Paul, the writings of Peter, the writings of Matthew, Mark, and Luke, and believe these things and take up the battle because you're fighting fallen spirits that are males. And God doesn't want women and children making that fight. And that's why Paul was grieved. I mean, the point of them being there, we see it back in verse 5, the church is being established in the faith and yes. increased in number daily. 
the Spirit is interfering with that work. So another thing we've learned all through the book of Acts is every time God moves to a new place with his word, the devils move in right away and attempt to block it, hinder it, stumble it. But he's really, it. but the devil's really here with with the with the Gentiles because I don't think even in a in a backsliding Jerusalem in those days that you would have a soothsayer going around the streets of Jerusalem saying these things. I, I don't know. I don't no, that say, was a, you know no Saul found soothsayers in in, in, in a witch, right? Yeah, but making money. <laughs> yes, unfortunately, yeah. yes, yeah. And yeah. people people want to hear good things about themselves and they'll pay for it. Mm. That's the. Look, psychiatry. You, you don't go to a psychiatrist and the psychiatrist says, you know, the problem is you. You're the problem. <laughs> uh, okay, I'm gonna, you're, you're not a bad person. It's your wife. It's your parents. It's a, let's it's go your back. Your uncle did this to you. Yeah, you were yes, raised I mean, And, and yeah. it's soothsaying. It's a form of soothsaying. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Amen. Exactly. And it reminds me, too, of Jeremiah. All the false prophets yeah. all through the book yeah. of Jeremiah, they were all I mean, just talking smooth sure. things. Psychiatry. Yeah. A, guy, a psychiatrist wrote a book. I'm okay. You're okay. We're all okay. Yep. Everyone else is a problem. But, uh, it's, yeah. Maybe it's you. <laughs> <laughs> so verse 19, uh, when her masters saw that the hope of their gains was gone, they caught Paul and Silas and they drew them into the marketplace under the rulers and they brought them to the magistrates. It's kind of, it's a Roman city. Uh, what they said earlier, the colony. That this, uh, colony of Rome. Yeah. And they brought them to the magistrates saying, these men being Jews do exceedingly trouble our city. And they teach customs, which are not lawful for us to receive, neither to observe being Romans. Uh, uh, oh, we're running out of time, but this is yeah. going to, this is an age old problem. Right. What we're going to find out is just about every government has established a set of customs and rules and laws which are contrary to what God says in his Bible. Well, we're going to find out later that because they're talking about Jesus yes, and that he's the king of the Jews and he came back and he was resurrected from the dead, yes. right? They say, oh, wait a second. Our king is Caesar. Right. We're Romans. Yes. This, these people, they're claiming there's another king, Right. Yes. And that's the problem that they see. But really, he's a spiritual king for the moment. Amen. For the moment. Yeah. <laughs> but we're running out of time. Uh, and we went over on the first uh, half of the show. And we thank you for listening to us. Again, we with you every Sunday morning on the What is Truth, a radio show. We're sponsored by the Grace and Truth Church. And if you're interested in catching some of the old programs, you need to go to the website Grace and Truth and you got to put the word church at the end. You got to spell out grace, A N D, truthchurch.org, and you can listen to the old teachings. There's a sermons tab, YouTube, uh, some of the older ones you can actually see. We had cameras, you can see our pretty faces. It's better to listen to us. Uh, <laughs> anyways, go back and check those things out. We, we like to spend time with you, and um, we're going to be with you again next week. We're in the book, The Acts of the Apostles. We're learning how Jesus is fulfilling a promise that he said to Peter, I will build my church. And he's still doing it today. And he's building it one soul at a time. And Jesus still has an invitation for anyone listening out there. Come unto me, all ye that labor and are heavy laden. Is the world giving you trouble? Is, is your life in trouble? Come unto me, Jesus says, and ye shall find rest. Rest unto your souls. He is the only Savior. And uh, we'll be with you next week. And until we meet, do like Jesus said. Search the scriptures, meet him, and you'll know what is truth. Amen. Amen. You've been listening to What is Truth? 
the radio show devoted to asking the question, what is truth? Listen every weekend at this time for What is Truth? Only on WECK.